Welcome to the Learning to Flourish podcast. We're your hosts, Kelsey Donnell and Laura Jean Tremblay. This is a place to stop waiting and to learn to flourish exactly where we are, right in the in-between. Join us each week as we discuss topics that pertain to daily life and how we can flourish in the here and now. <laughs> Welcome back, friends. Hi, everybody. We were just checking to make sure it was recording because of last week's fiasco. So we're good. Good times. Good times. Good time. Yeah. Kelsey, it is a, well, I would say it's a new week. It's a new week when this comes out, but it yeah. is the end of our week. So tell me what's been your God wink this week. Oh, you guys, it's been a doozy of a week. Forewarning, if I cry 10 times in this episode, I'm good. I'm good. It's just, we opened the floodgates once today, so it's bound to happen again. Um, But uh, I listened to what I needed. Um, And on Thursday, Laura Jean and I were actually going to record. And all day, God was kind of just like, Kelsey, you need to take the day. Like, you need to take the night. You need to just sit alone. And that's what I did. And it was really good to just sit in silence. Um, Thursday nights, Ethan goes and plays cards with the other farmers. So I had time to just sit in silence and hang out with Jesus and go to bed early. And uh, it was great. It was good. That's awesome. Yeah. What about yours? Okay, my God, Wink is a little bit um, intellectual, so follow me on this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm I'm starting to read JP 2s biography, which it, by George Weigel, and it is over a thousand pages. So this is like a mammoth book, oh, okay. Geez. And so I'm starting to read it and. Something that just has become clear since the beginning, right? They're just trying to give you an overview of like his whole kind of personality as like one, like how he was, um, like the thoughts that kind of go throughout all of his teaching and everything like that is from his personality, right? So they're trying to talk about this and something that they said was like, he lived in that space he had the understanding that although we are human there is something to which we want to be perfect at yet he realizes that we are not there and so they say this and I'm gonna mess up the quote but essentially they say like there's that that tension between living where I'm at but also wanting to be where I ought to be. And this tension, and then I immediately thought of this podcast because our mission is to talk about the in-between, to, to say that that's where life happens in those moments of we have dreams, we have these ideas that we want to do or we want to be this way, we want to grow, right? That's what we're always going towards. But also recognizing that where we're at is important too. And it matters. And it's not to say because we're not there, it's less important. But that the journey is often the most important part. And I just loved that parallel between one of my all-time heroes and one of my favorite people ever, JP2. Because that is so much how he not only lived his life, but then that's where all of his teaching comes from of, you know, knowing that there's the bigger, better, amazing truth out there. This is how we ought to live. We ought to be virtuous. We ought to live, you know, in this way, but recognizing that we're not there yet. And that that tension can be painful mm. because we're not there yet. But not to let that stop us and be like, well, I'm not there yet and give up, but to live in that tension and let it drive you. And that's, I mean, I just love that. And I love like that they just said that so succinctly because I'd seen that before, but I had never been able to like really succinctly put it. So that was just a really cool thing that 
there was a parallel to that and to what we're doing here. So pretty cool. That is pretty cool. That's a big book. Yeah. (laughs) It took a minute to like pick my jaw up off of the floor after you said a thousand pages. Yeah. Holy moly. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like so excited. (laughs) Good. I love that. It's where the nerd comes out in me. I like it. Yeah. Good. Um, So today we are going to talk about self-care. And I'm really interested to see where this conversation goes. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot that the... (laughs) the culture says about self-care it's like it's a buzzword it's there and then there's the polar oppositions of one hand being like yes we have to take care of ourselves and that looks like buying all these things and making sure that like we are our top priority always and then there's the other extreme of being like well no we have to sacrifice for other people and so that comes at the cost of ourself yeah So in the fashion of the podcast, we're going to talk about in between that, those polars. (laughs) Um, What does, what does self-care look like specifically as someone who is a believer, who's Christian, who's Catholic, Mm -hmm. right? Like what are we called to do? What are we like? doing oh that was really loud i'm so sorry did you just hit your hand it was my watch on my desk but that sounded really loud so i apologize um it didn't hurt me so i'm okay, fine <laughs> um but yeah because i think sometimes like we can listen to the world a lot or then we can listen to like really um strict under the guise of religion Right. And I say that because that's not what our religion actually teaches Um, to put everyone else before us and that we like our mental health isn't important. Our physical health isn't as important as someone else's. And yeah, so we're just going to we're going to be in that space today talking about it. Love it. What are your initial thoughts, Kelsey? I saw you nodding along to what I was yeah. saying. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think we live in a world right now that is so vocal on self-care and putting yourself first. And um, to the worldly version of self, self-care, I say no. <laughs> um, like, just, just no. Uh hear me out. This is going to take a minute. These are all things. Let me, let me just preface with this. I have hair extensions. I get my nails done. Okay. I enjoy nice things, but those acts are not self-care. The act of me going and getting my nails done is not self-care. Does having my nails look nice make me feel good? Yes. Is the silence while I get my nails done kind of like self-care? Maybe. But when I think of self-care, I think of um, like tending to my soul. Um, and to be honest, that's hard to do when I am sitting getting my hair done or sitting getting my nails done. Because I'm having conversations typically when that's happening. Um, And this is for my phase of life, you know, like for the busy mom who has a ton of kids at home, that could be self-care for you. Self-care is different for everybody. Um, But I do strongly believe that the core of it comes from caring for your soul and knowing what revives your soul. And, um... I believe you should be able to do that wherever you are. You shouldn't have to go broke. Yeah, kind of like in order to take, right, if we break down the word self-care, what does it mean, right? To take care 
of self and self is a human being. It's not um, take care of appearance. It's not appearance care. It's not, you know, aesthetic care. It's Mm -hmm. taking care of a person and that person happens to be yourself. So looking at what a person needs, right? It's interesting to, because like, I want to say we have, we are equipped with everything that we need to take care of ourselves. Mm. I want to say that, but that's still, but that's not exactly accurate because then we're relying a hundred percent on ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? And leaving God out of the equation, right? And maybe leaving other people who want to help us out of the equation, right? So I don't want to say that, but I mean it in a sense that we don't need any extra things or um, aids that are um, tan like uh, objects. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, uh-huh. To take care of ourselves. Yeah. In, in, in the real sense of taking care of intending our soul and our mental health and our um, even our physical health. Like sometimes that looks like a nourishing meal. Yes, that means something additional, but that's something that we have to do anyway. Yeah. Right. If you look at the needs of a person, it's pretty basic, like safety, food, shelter, and like human connection. It's it's pretty basic. And so if we look at it from that lens, like look at, you know, you're having a day where you just like you really need to refocus and like something is going wrong and you need to like you realize you're at that point and you're like, I need to take care of myself. Go through that mental checklist. Like, do I feel safe? Mm-hmm. Am I hungry? Have I nourished myself? Do I have shelter? You know, these basic human needs, because honestly, that's most of what we need. Yeah. Because we're busy filling our lives with other stuff. And we miss that on the most basic. Yeah. And maybe sometimes a form of self-care is stripping away all of the excess. Mm. You know, because if I really think about it and I think about times where I've, um, like, need, like you said, needed to refocus, like those times I'm always in a quiet place outside. Like every time mm-hmm. I'm either alone outside in a quiet place or like silently working alongside with Ethan outside, you know, I just, yeah, self-care of an introvert, silent and alone <laughs> or with I would argue that's for anyone, also though. okay with being silent. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, I think it's universal what people need. Yeah. You know, it might look a little bit different, right? There might, but I think everyone needs that solitude. Everyone, every once in a while, right? And like, yeah, it's not silence in the fact of, okay, I am home alone and my TV's on. It's like, it's like actually you don't have any outside distractions. Like there could be other people around you, but you are not on your phone. You are not watching a movie. There's no radio on. You are just literally like staring at a blank wall, essentially. Yeah, but it's like peaceful. Yeah. It's not like a mind numbing thing. It's it's just a very- No, we need it. It's like, it's, it's rejuvenating. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to just do that with without doing anything. So sometimes when it's really hard for me to do that, I'll journal. Yeah. Because that's a way for me to like if my thoughts are just racing and they have nowhere to go, it's like doesn't help anything. So sometimes if I just get the thoughts out of my head, then I can be silent. Yeah. So that's something that really helps me. I love that. I, yeah. And I think 
there's a lot of times where I struggle. Um, I struggle with sitting still. <laughs> like I just physically, I can't sit like a normal person. And so something that helps me like with just like quiet time and it's just having something to do with my hands, mm-hmm. something mindless to do with my hands. I really should learn how to knit. I feel like that would be really beneficial. Um, but just, you know, even just like, uh, honestly, like a fidget thing, something to just fidget with. I need that because it helps my mind just relax. Um, but yeah, I think, I think you said it really, really well when you said that we all come down to the basics of the human necessity, mm-hmm. you know? Well, think about it. Like I, I had this thought while you were talking that like, Think about if someone were to come to you and be like, I am depleted. I need, I need you to help me. What do you offer to help them with? You mean like, what does your help look like? It often looks like, well, tell me about it, right? Conversation. Yeah. Looks like getting to the bottom of it. It looks like, here, sit down. I'll make you some tea. Or are you hungry? I'll make you a meal right? It looks like nourishment. It looks like, let's take a walk. It looks like, you know, not, okay, let's put a movie on and not talk about it. (laughs) Unless that's what someone's asking for specifically. Yeah. I don't think of that. Yeah. I'm not like, oh, you came to me with a problem. Okay. Let's not think about it and let's put on a movie. I don't want to hear anything about it. Right. No, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't dream of that, but I will be like, Oh my gosh, yes. Come in. Let me make you a comfortable spot on the couch. Let me bring you some tea. Do you want a treat? Like, do you want me to make you something? Like, and then like, let's talk about it. Let's, you know, if I look at it that way, right. Of like, how would I help me if I were my friend? Yeah. That can help me pinpoint like, what is it that I need to be doing? That doesn't look like a lot of times it's like, no, I have to shut the movie off right now. Right. And I need to go journal or I need to call a friend to be able to really talk this through. Or I need to make myself a cup of tea. You know, I need to make myself a nourishing meal. I need to take myself on a walk. Like something like that. Do you know, do you see how that's like? Yeah, I love that because I feel like the... I mean, the initial way that we care for people, I think, is the way we desire to be cared for. Yeah. I think that that's the perfect way to look at it. I saw recently, it was on Instagram, it was like a reel or a post or something, and this mom was like, I could make coffee at home. I have all the things to make coffee at home. Uh Uh-huh. But I go out and I I get a coffee. Why do I do that? And she was like, I do it because I feel cared for when someone else makes me the cup of coffee. Yes. And even though I'm paying for it, someone's taking care of me in a way. And if that did not, like, I was like, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was like, I do this. I am not a mom. I don't, you know, I am not caring for children all day, but I do care for people all day. And a lot of times I'm like, well, who's caring for me? I don't have my person. Like, you know what I mean? I, I'm in that in between stage of life where that, that isn't my reality right now. And so I feel as though I'm, I'm trying my best to take care of people because that's what I, I, I want to be cared for. And so that's all I know how to do is care for other people. And then by the end of the day, I'm like, yes, I could go home and make myself a meal, but I'd much rather <laughs> stop by Chick-fil-A because A, it's really yummy and B, yeah. <laughs> someone's taking care of me. Like thinking about it that way, I was like, my jaw hit the floor I was like wow yeah ooh 
maybe, <laughs> maybe this is why I like getting my hair done so much. Mm. I think about it all the time for other people. I'm like, oh yeah, you deserve to come sit down and be taken care of. But I've never looked at it that way for myself. Because in all honesty, I've looked at it in a way of like, oh, well, I have to do it because it's my job. Like I have to get mm -hmm. it done because it's my job. But it is, it is because once every six weeks I get to be taken care of. Mm -hmm. Now, mm -hmm. now that's different from self-care because you're not taking care of yourself. Right. Right. But, but it's in the same vein because, because, and ladies, let me just raise your hand if you struggle. Okay. With asking for help because my hand is in the air. It's, it's something that's really hard, especially for women, although it's hard for everybody. So I don't, if you're a man listening right. to this and you're like, yeah, I struggle with that too. Okay. I get it. Everyone struggles with asking for help. Yeah. So a lot of times we're going to go about our days in our lives and be like, we're, we can take care of everything. And maybe that's why we feel so disconnected from ourselves because no one's taking care of us. So in a way, I don't want to say it's self-care because it, we're not doing the care for our own self, but it's understanding our human need then we need to feel connected and to be taken care of. That's why human connection is one of those needs that we have as human beings. We need to have conversation with another human being, like a real conversation, yeah. not just like transactional. Right. And so sometimes it's like, it's, it's not, self-care right because someone's taking care of you but at the same time it's it's needed it's necessary yeah i don't know what the, what the word is i'm looking for there but but i know you understand what i'm saying i get what you're saying yeah 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 my my head is just going a million miles a minute I'm trying to think of like self-care things I do every day. And um, this came, I think this started for me like when I was doing retreats every year. Something about being on a retreat, specifically a silent retreat, everything you do is, is for you. And um, I really enjoyed at the end of the day, like my nighttime routine, like washing my face, doing all the steps of my regimen, you know, moisturizing, brushing my teeth, brushing my hair. And I was like, why is it so much better here? Like, why do I feel so fulfilled after doing this here than I do at home? And I think it's because I did it with intentionality of this is a part of my retreat. This is a part of taking care of myself and taking care of my mental being and just like allowing myself to prepare for a restful night. And now, especially now that I'm married and I'm living with a man, that part of my day is so important. That is one part like of my day where what I am doing is solely for myself, mm. you know? And I think that anybody can relate to that, whether you're single, whether you're freshly married, whether you have four kids at home, like that routine at the end of the day, when you are alone in the bathroom and you just, you're literally washing the day off and you're being intentional about, taking care of you because you just spent likely your entire day caring for everybody else. And I think that's something that you can just do every day. Mm -hmm. It's like, those are the moments of self care that I, that I like to strive for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. I've been having a similar thought of routine but in, in the morning like the getting ready yeah like taking care of yourself and whatever that looks like for you for me 
recently it's been it's been a journey because right one of those necessary things that we all need like a very basic necessity is safety mm-hmm. and I've been in a state of fight and flight for like so many years. I don't even know. I don't even know. Anyway, we're working through it. Okay. But one of the things that I've been working on is, is this tension between routine and flexibility. Mm. Now follow me on this because And I'm going to share this because it's not because I want to talk about myself or what I'm struggling with, but in hopes that maybe someone out there is also struggling with this and this might help them because this is uncomfortable. I don't really want to talk about this, but it is what it is. So anyway, I've been sick for many years and part of how that affects my day-to-day life is I don't know how it will affect my day-to-day life. Everyone knows that people, humans, humanity does better with a routine, right? Something that you're always doing because then it takes the decision out of it and you're still taking care of yourself. You're still taking care of others. You're where you need to be without using up so many of your decisions that day because you already know what you're going to do, right? Mm -hmm. So I know this mentally that this is what's good for me. And so I have these ideas of routine But then I never know how I'm going to wake up. I don't know what my symptoms are going to be that day. I don't know if I will sleep the night before or whatnot. And so it is really hard to maintain a routine, Uh, especially when you don't feel like doing any of it. (laughs) So I've been recently on like, like stripping down the routine to like necessities. And realizing that routine and a schedule are not the same thing. Mm. A schedule has like things are timed and you have to be done by a certain time or you have to start by a certain time or like it's all, you know, constrained by time, which does not work for <laughs> for my yeah. situation all the time. And so reframing a routine to be like, it's just, it's a rhythm. You do the this thing first and it's followed by this thing. It doesn't matter how long it takes for one to happen or if you have to take a break in between or whatever. It's just this is the first thing that happens and this is the second thing that happens and then that's the third, right? And so reframing that and then also just like the very first thing that I do when I wake up is I think, okay, what is, like I'm going to do one thing for myself, like for my self-care instead of, because this is, this has been my life for a long time of not feeling well, snoozing the snooze button. And then until the very last minute and then being like, oh, my phone is going off and I'm a business owner. So I, I, it all falls on me. And so I have to check my email and then I'm checking my email from my bed, literally have not even put my feet on the floor. And then I'm responding or I'm like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I need to do when I get out of bed. And then I go do that thing. And it's like, no, 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 ma'am, (laughs) ma'am. That's not what you're supposed to do, right? And that could look like, I mean, if you're a mom and like you wake up to your kids jumping on you, like that's kind of like a similar thing. Like you're already like, this is someone else that needs me, right? Mm -hmm. So I've been trying to just do like, before I look at my phone, before any of my responsibilities get a hold of me, what's one thing I can do for myself? And it's like, okay, I'm going to get in the shower. Like it's, it's very simple. Necessity, cleanliness is very good. Um, so it's like just even trying to stick to that and then taking the decision out of it. It's not like, oh, I'm waking up now. Okay, what is the first thing I'm going to do today? It's just like it's a given. I'm just going to get in the shower. Right. It's so basic, guys. But it's like it's changed so much for me. And it's been such a hard journey to get here. And self-care doesn't have to be a difficult thing. You know, like when you, when you say you're going to wake up and you're going to do something for you, like it can't be as simple as taking a shower. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. And it's the, 
I mean, there's science behind hot water yeah. and resetting your nervous system. Yes. I love it. I love it because I, I think as much as we want self-care as a society, we're all like, I don't have time. I can't take time off to do self-care. Great. You don't have to. Or I can't afford it. Or. Great. You don't have to pay for it. Like, like Jean said, like your shower can be self-care. My face washing is my self-care. Mm-hmm. Whether you do it with a bougie, bougie skincare regimen or you're using Dove soap, you're washing your face. It's self-care. Mm-hmm. If you go at it with intentionality and a prayerful mindset, that is self-care. Mm-hmm. Well, if you look at it that way, it's like it could either be like it totally matters how you approach it because it could be yeah. like Oh my gosh, I, like, for example, you get to the end of your day and you're scrubbing your face like, I'm so ugly. I'm trying to get all, like, it could be like a self-hatred thing too. Yeah. Right? But there's also the possibility for it to be, I'm taking care of my body. I'm washing the day off. I love that visual. Like, I'm washing the day off so that I can have a restful night of sleep and prepare for the next day. Like, Boom, intentionality. Yeah. I'm going to do that tonight while I'm washing my face. Because I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm getting into the morning routine. I hate my night routine. I'm like, oh, I have to stand at the sink and wash my makeup off. Ugh. I'm like the complete opposite. I love nothing more than the, <laughs> the day when I look at Ethan and I go, I want to go get ready for bed the best thing but in the morning and he's like Kelsey it's time to wake up I'm like get away don't talk (laughs) I like like putting the makeup on but then like taking it off I'm like I just wish I could crawl into my bed like I don't want to take the time right to do that but I'm gonna try that I love that visual like washing off the day and preparing for a night of sleep And I'm going to try to be better at waking up and putting some intentionality into my morning routine. Okay. Just imagine, Kelsey, imagine the way you feel at night, like feeling that giddy when you wake up in the morning. I think it's going to take about five minutes first. I think there's going to need to be five minutes. Okay. Oh, this is going to work so well. Ethan and I are giving up our snooze button amazing for lint and we were both like we just need to do a better job of like waking up spending a little bit of time together like and then getting ready for our day instead of just rushing mm-hmm. i love that it's just gonna work it's just gonna be such a fruitful lint <laughs> we say this because... so optimistically <laughs> i know i know it's gonna be so hard I don't know if you use like a real, do you use a real alarm clock? Um, so here's the thing. I set my alarm clock about five minutes before Ethan's because mine is a light. Okay. Yes. And then his is aggressive music, like country music. It's like <laughs> crunchy rock. Um, so if I don't wake up to something smoother, I'm automatically ticked. So my alarm goes off approximately five minutes before. So I'm already waking up Mm -hmm. by the time his aggressive noises start. That's amazing. Uh, That's yeah. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Good. Well, anyone, if anyone uses their iPhone, let me tell you something. I'm not saying don't use your iPhone because I know there's a lot of people out there who will say that. And I mean, I shouldn't use my iPhone either, but sometimes I do. Here's the thing. You can go in your settings and take off the option to snooze. So it's not even a button. Ooh. The only button that will be on there is turn off. I think that would get me in trouble. Again, it's because of the noise. It's but it makes I- me like this morning, I, okay. Guys, it is a Saturday morning. I had someone from Facebook coming over to get something. So I had to wake up really early and on a Saturday. Okay rude um 
Ugh. They didn't even show up. That's why I'm saying it's rude. It would have been not rude if if they showed up when they said they were going to. Anyway, I digress. I have to wake up early, so I set an alarm. I was not happy when my alarm went off. I was like, excuse me? No. Because I didn't have a snooze button, I had to then open with one eye open <laughs> and like go and like set a timer for 30 minutes. I was like, I could really sleep in for another 30 minutes, right? So if that helps you, let me, I just I just wanted to share that that tip that you can actually take the snooze button off. Um, and if you're like me and you hate noise in the morning, get yourself a, like a sunrise alarm clock. Yes. I personally got myself a knockoff one because I'm not about to spend $160 so to wake expensive. up. I know I bought one off Amazon and it was not expensive. Same, same. I wonder if we have the same one. We probably have the same one. I thought would be so funny. Is it like Philips brand or something? Maybe. I don't know. I can't see it. Well, I can see it, but I can't see a brand. Um, but when it does start to make noise, it starts it really quiet and it's white noise. And then it just gets louder. Mm -hmm. And that's how I prefer to wake up. Mm-hmm. Huh. I like it startles my whole <laughs> nervous system if yeah. there's just an alarm that goes off and it's not subtle or quiet. Like I have a very sensitive hearing. So like when there's something really loud, it's like, uh-uh. Even uh -huh. like I've searched high and low for a quiet alarm clock and they're not quiet enough. They're all too no. loud. No. Oh, I hate alarm clocks. I hate them. Can we come up with a different idea? How about we just rise with the sun? Okay. Can I we just... get to that schedule, please? That, that's basically what I do with my alarm clock. I know. That's why I'm saying it. Like, that's but I, what we... Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Lord have mercy. How did we get on that tangent? <laughs> I'm talking about self-care, not alarm clocks, okay? <laughs> alarm clocks are not self-care for Kelsey. Let's <laughs> A quick list of things that I don't consider self-care. <laughs> Alarm clocks. People showing up 30 minutes early to their appointments when I haven't even gotten to the salon. That really throws me off. <laughs> <laughs> those are, that's about all I got. <laughs> those, are, those, are, those are two things that are not self-care for me. Oh my goodness. Uh, mm -hmm. I... Man, I just, I, yeah, to, to bring it back to the topic at hand, I think intentionality in the little things is the best way to do self-care. Mm -hmm. I think, and then I think going back to how you tied it up, because I think so often, um, we think of materialistic things for self-care when that's not what we need, nor is that what we would quickly offer somebody else. Mm -hmm. I think when you truly look at it and you're like, what would I offer to my friend? And, and that is how, and I think that's just a really good way to figure out what you need. Because mm -hmm. yeah, I do think, I do think we offer the help that we so greatly desire for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I think that was just such a good way that you worded that and I think just like one other <clears throat> thought that I have if we're having a conversation on on self-care is I feel like what needs to be addressed is the selfish mentality that the world talks about self-care with yeah in terms of like, it means shutting people out when you need your alone time or like you have to put your, like your self-care or their version of it, their um, artificial self-care, counterfeit yeah. self-care first before taking care of others or stuff like that, right? And that's not accurate. Like, okay, yeah. we are very basic 
we have our basic needs, right? We've talked about this. So if taking care of ourselves, self-care looks like fulfilling those basic needs. If our needs are, needs are being met, we can sacrifice our time. We can sacrifice our mental load if that's what requires being sacrificed. We can sacrifice our, you know, physical strength. Like we can go and help someone with something really hard, right? We don't have to be wrapped in bubble wrap. And if anything comes near, uh, you know, us and being like, ooh, that's going to require something of me. I'm not there for it. That is, that's being disguised as self it, it's being disguised as self-care, but it's selfishness. Mm. And I think there's a huge, like this selfishness has a ripple in society that affects everything. Think about it in the workplace. People feel entitled to X, Y, Z, and like you have to bend to my women. It's like, you're the employee. <laughs> this is a company. They don't need to like... Like, I mean, I'm all for treating people as human beings. That's that's a right. basic necessity. But they don't need to go above and beyond for you if they're not doing that for everybody else. Okay, so that's one thing. Second thing, look at it in relationships. I only like you until if you fill my need. But once there's a little bit more or I'm not feeling it anymore or there's a disagreement or I'm not being treated well or however you think, well, like I'm not being treated as a perfect pretty princess on top of like nothing can ever touch me. As soon as that gets taken away, you're throwing these people out like they're disposable because they're not serving you. But listen, if I'm going to get on a soapbox right now, it's to say, who are you living for in this, in this life? If you're living for yourself, you're doing it wrong. Paraphrasing the Bible. Okay. Like that is straight from the Bible. We are to, we have to live for Christ. We have to live for heaven. And that looks like caring for our brothers and sisters around us and bringing them with us. That does not look like sitting on a pedestal and saying, how does this serve me? How does, how can I get the most out of this for me? How can I use other people for my benefit? How can I spend my whole life take care, taking care of me so that I get where I need to go? That's, that's not what we're living for. It's not right. what we should be living for. And if, if you've believed the world's, the world's lies about this, there's hope for you, right? There's, I'm not saying, oh my gosh, this is awful. It's the worst thing that ever happened. It's, it's not. But if you find yourself in that space of like, oh, like now you're convicted and like, oh gosh, maybe I listened to the world a little bit too much in this and I need to reframe, refocus on who am I living for? Yeah. That's a great invitation as we begin Lent this week. You know, who are we living for? Because we can look around. There are countless examples of people who are being selfish in this world. Look around you. Are they happy? Yeah. Are the people they're hurting happy? And if you don't want to be the cause of someone else's hurt, or if you don't want to be the cause of your own misery, you can't live for yourself. Okay, rant over. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be one per episode. It is what it is. <laughs> okay. Whether it's you or me, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> We should have like a a mini episode where it's just our rant. <laughs> we, can, we get a list of topics. <gasps> okay. We get yeah. 30 seconds. 
a minute. Let's be honest. I'm going to need a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Go to town. Yeah. All right. We'll do a hot take episode. So if you guys want to oh. add your questions, this is a good idea. This is a really good idea. But we have, to, we have huh? to do it after lunch. <laughs> Why? Because I am taking a page from your book and giving up complaining. Giving up what? Complaining. Oh. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. I was going to say, yeah, no, this is good. We'll do it after lunch. That's fine. (laughs) Okay, so guys, you have all of Lent to get back to us with our hot take topics. What do you want to hear us fired up about? Mm -hmm. I love this. We have to do it. It's going to be aggressive. (laughs) It's going to be aggressive. That watch, that's going to be like our most listened to episode. I might, probably will. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Well, it's been a long week. And this is the start of your week. So let's end with some moments of liveliness that we felt this week. Yeah. Kelsey, go for it. What is, what's on your list? Um, the sun came out for a day here. It was so nice. Amazing. <laughs> it has been so dark and dreary, and I'm sure that goes into my um attitude of the week. Uh so the sun was great. I did not get to spend time outside that day because I was ridiculously busy, but um I have a really great window at the salon so I could see it all day. Um next week, so the week that this is released, we'll end our week with our cab sale. Um, and that's like my favorite day of the year. I love it. Um, I love to go to the sale barn. I love to have lunch at the barn. I love to watch all of the people bid. I loved, I just, it's such a cool day. I think it's the coolest. Like those are my, those are the kind of people that I really like. I, I told Ethan, I was like, can I just uh, quit my job and hang out at the sale barn with the old retired farmers? Because those are my people. That is who I want to spend my time with all the time. I love it. Um, So I'm really excited about that. And then tomorrow we get to celebrate my nephew's ninth birthday. Nice. And that'll be a good day. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you realize, though, that you're going to have to update us on what happens at the calf barn, the sale barn. So, prepare to give us like a What happens? Well, like, your experience this time. I just I just need to hear all about it next time. Okay. It's my favorite. Amazing. Okay. What's yours? What's your <laughs> Okay. Um, last night, I hosted... A couple of my sisters for a little mini Galentine's. <clears throat> and it was uh, so rejuvenating. So rejuvenating. Like, we talked about a lot of hard things. Like, it wasn't like we were just chit-chatting about really happy stuff. Like, we had real conversation, but that's what makes it so good. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. feeling so rejuvenated because we talked about real things we weren't talking about surface level things yeah you know and just that connection and knowing you could really say what's on your heart and not have it be thrown back in your face in a negative way is um really beautiful so that was really good and we had really good snacks. Okay. The theme, mm-hmm. I have to tell you, the theme was strawberries. And um, like think strawberry wine, um, chocolate strawberries, strawberries and whipped cream. Like strawberry was everything. The theme. Strawberry. Mm-hmm. So I had, do you know what true fruit is? The frozen strawberry, like strawberries and chocolate. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. So I had those. And then I had, I, Got some beautiful fresh strawberries at the store and made homemade whipped cream. Oh my gosh, it was fantastic. I do say so myself. Also, I know it's controversial, but Crumble Cookie just opened literally yesterday a store. 
really close to me. And so I went and got cookies for the event. So we had cookies. We had a cookie taste test. It was really fun. And then my sister brought like, I don't know, it was like rosé champagne and then strawberries that she pureed and then poured it. It was really fun. Oh, that sounds amazing. Um, The sun also came out this week. Praise. That was amazing. It was actually really warm for a couple of days. So that was lovely. Um, I can now replace my (laughs) mailbox that was hit by a snowplow. So I need to do that because I've been having to go to the post office every day and get my mail. So, um, and what's my third thing? Hmm. (laughs) Chick-fil-A. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. We love it. Being taken care of by having someone feed you. What I wouldn't give for a Chick-fil-A to be closer to us. How far I'd eat the chicken it? nuggets every day. Mm. Yum. How far away is it? Um, it's in Lincoln, so it's like two and a half hours away. Yeah. So that's a pretty big bummer. We just got one that's close to us. Ugh. I want one so bad. So it can happen. Give it some time. Also, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> maybe not for me. But I'll uh, be you got the cows out there. They're they're spreading the news. Eat more chicken. Ew. Let's be <laughs> honest. Our cows are probably like keep eating beef. <laughs> all we eat here. So. True. True. Uh, okay. Amazing. Well, thanks for tuning in. We will see you next week. Well, we will be full blown in Lent. We will be in Lent. And. Prepare yourselves because over the next couple of weeks, we are going to talk about uh, preparing for marriage and made beloved. So gear up. Gear up, folks. Alrighty. See you guys later. Love you all. Bye. We're so glad you joined us on this episode of Learning to Flourish podcast. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend or many on social media and leave us a rate and review.